0: so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. When some people think of Christian fiction, they may think of dry and boring stories with no literary value. But what if we could change that perception? What if we could somehow show the world that Christian fiction can be just as entertaining as secular fiction? Imagine a world where Christians are the ones leading the charge and writing thought-provoking and captivating stories. And that's why I'm excited to have with me on the podcast today, K.O. Gilchrist. She reminds us that we have the power to change people's perception of our faith and show them that Christianity is about far more than just rules and regulations. So if you've been thinking about using your creative gifts and talents for fiction, this is the episode for you. Christian fiction can be used as a tool to share the gospel with others and make the Bible come alive for people who might not ordinarily read it. So grab your pen and some paper. Kale drops so much knowledge in this episode. I just know that you are going to be blessed. Enjoy. Well, KL, welcome to Publishing Secrets. I'm so excited to have you here with us today. We've been having a great time so far, just catching up. And I can't wait for the audience to hear your story and to hear your heart for writing. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm so glad to be here. So grateful to be here. Uh, Thankful to God to Mm -hmm. have this
0: opportunity. Amen. Amen. I am too. You know, this, this, this mission that we're on, this opportunity that we have to partner with God is exhilarating. It's sometimes exhausting. (laughs) Uh (laughs) There are so so many components to this, right? But at the end of the day, we're all doing it because we believe that we're called and, and Mm -hmm. God has an assignment for us and that there are people assigned to us that, that we're here to impact. So, you know, we were talking a little bit about this before we, we officially switched over to the interview, but I want the, the listening audience to really understand how you got to where you are. It hasn't been an easy journey, that's for sure, but you're still here and you're still here for a reason. So Kayle, why don't we do this? Will you take a, just a couple of minutes to kind of bring the audience up to speed on, the, the mission that you're on with God and how you even came to the, the knowledge, the understanding was that this was something that you were called to do. Well, um, I'd say that I've always been a reader and I've always
1: uh, loved novels, loved reading since I was young, uh, books from my best friend and a trip to the library was like a trip to Six Flags for me. Mm-hmm. So I kind of always knew that I would, that I would write I came to Christ at age 23, so I, I knew then that I would always, be, well, number one, I would always be writing, but if I ever got to the point of writing novels, I knew that it would be something where God would definitely be involved, where I wouldn't just you know, write a thriller for the sake of writing a thriller or, or uh, a mystery just for mysteries, but that God would somehow be in the mix the exact, the exact vision for how I wanted to write books with the Lord as my partner didn't really come right away. And that kind of shocked me because I thought, oh, this is great. You know, I'll go right into, you know, my late twenties and I'll start cranking out novels and they will all be Christian based. And God uh, very kindly allowed me some years to grow up (laughs) and for him to mature Mm. me and, uh, (laughs) Uh, about five years ago uh well actually 10 years when I first started my first manuscript for my very first novel and but it was only about five years ago that he was like okay yeah now now we're ready to start putting some things out there my mission really is to have stories that have Christians in them um that shows us as we really are especially uh in America where I think that in some ways it's getting kind of skewed as mm-hmm. to what, you know, people who really follow God, what they're really like and people who sometimes struggle, because um, we all struggle, we struggle with sin, we struggle mm-hmm. with the world, we struggle with, with the flesh, we struggle all the time. But I wanted to show the reality through characters always knew that uh, I wasn't going to be like a a devotional writer. I love reading devotions. I love the people that, that write them, but I kind of knew like, no, that's no, because I would always have characters in mind, a character that was struggling with alcoholism or character that was struggling with their weight, or character that was struggling with uh, infidelity or uh, being young and being a new Christian. Uh, any of those things. So my mission is to to have stories and at some point to eventually have screenplays that that show that God is still very much here, that he's still very much moving in our lives, in our contemporary lives. He has not gone anywhere. He is still on the throne and he is moving when calamity happens. He's moving when we're rejoicing. He's moving in the middle of this wartime that we have going on right now now. Um, so if you look in any of my books in, in the middle of any circumstance that someone is struggling with, God is right there. Mm-hmm. He, he's there. The only way you get to the end of the story and you see how God completely moved, and even when people are suffering uh, loss, even when people are struggling with blended families, how to deal with a, a, a step-parent situation, how to deal with being older and having Kids at an older age, or uh, parenting a, a, a college student who may or may not be holding on to their faith correctly. We all have those situations. Mm. I wanted to have a way to let God work through me and be in these characters and be around these characters and and show that He's He's still in the mix.
0: Wow, yeah. that, that's so great too because you know I remember as a kid, you know, I, I, came to Christ at nine. So it was very early, but I, I remember at a time where I felt like being a Christian wasn't a lot of fun. Now, I don't know if you ever felt that way KL, but that, that's, that's kind of the messages that I got. Right. It's right. like, it's like, you know, you know, make sure you do everything right. And, uh, and, yeah. and, and, those are things that, that we want to do, but the piece that was missing sometime was how do you deal with, real life struggles. And and where do you find clean entertainment? And what I love about what you do is you're saying, listen, I'm going to talk about real life struggles, real life issues. I'm going to show how God is present and all, but I'm not going to dress it up to the point where it no longer reflects real life. Like you can be entertained uh, by the stories that you write, but you can also learn and get some of those lessons that are so important for us to get as Christians but you can get it through a fiction novel. And I think that's such a blessing that God has gifted you that way because some people that's not their thing. You know, nonfiction is their thing, but for you, fiction is the path that he's called you to. And he shows you how to Mm -hmm. communicate those messages through the characters that he allows you to develop in your mind. So I I just want to say thank you for saying yes to that call so that we can have uh christian content out there yeah, yeah. that encourages and inspires us allows us to escape a little bit sometimes when we need to <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <Absolutely. Yeah. laughs>
0: get a little get a little drama but but not have the gr- drama go too far all of those things are important right we are right, right. we are complex beings and and we have uh we need all of that in right. in our lives and you allow us To get that, but in a way that honors God, because your messages always point back to God. So, thank you so much for doing this. Now, you said that you were growing up, you've always been a reader, you enjoyed books, and you saw in your future that you would glorify God through your writing, but it took a while for that to come to be. Talk to us a little bit about some of the things that happened along the way that maybe you didn't expect as you were working towards that.
1: Well, I would say the first thing, first of all, I have to give my honor to God for this. For when I wasn't writing fiction, I was, he did give me the ability to make money with writing, but it was in a corporate world. And I was able to be a technical writer and I was able to do marketing communications and God took good care of me. Uh, through those, uh, through those jobs. And uh, to this day, I'll still get contacted. Um, I, I'll, I'll kind of segue a little bit in in here uh, for that's the reason why I, I use my fiction name as KL Gilchrist, because I still do sometimes have corporate clients who know me as Keisha Gilchrist-Brooms. And my friends call me Keisha, my family calls me Keisha, and all that's good. But I knew when I was looking to be a novelist that I needed something that was going to reflect um, both who I am and um, what my mission is. So I took the K from Keisha and my mother, my middle name is Lavinia and my mother calls me Lavinia. So I took the L and Gilchrist means helper of the Lord. So I said, oh, well, that's that's perfect. So it's gonna be K, L, Gilchrist, but everybody calls me Keisha and I made money as Keisha <laughs> Gilchrist. <room>. Um, <laughs> working in corporate for a very long time. I thought that when I kind of segued a little bit and wrote my first manuscript, which was originally called Mrs. Jones, um, that I thought I knew what I was doing. What slowed me down on the pathway was that I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I thought, uh, there was a, you, you can kind of get as, I think a, when you read for a lot of different authors, you feel like it's easy. Oh yeah, you can tell a story. This is, you know, just beginning, middle and end. You can make a story with a beginning, middle, and an end, but it uh, doesn't necessarily mean that you're telling the story and hitting the beats the way that you need to so that people stay engaged in a novel. I did not learn that. Um, so, with, so, my first manuscript just kind of is still sitting in the basement somewhere. And I think I submitted it uh, a couple of times and got a little feedback and just didn't totally understand the feedback. It was along the lines of what I just said this is not ready for prime time. (laughs) So Uh, I had to kind of say, okay, God, well um, this wasn't some, you know, this wasn't the best seller I thought it was going to be. So mm -hmm. regrouped and learned, or what do novelists really do when they really want to do, make a good project? What Mm -hmm. they do is they go to conferences and they get books and they become humble and Mm -hmm. learn. that's good and so that's what i did i just sat in the back of classrooms and sat with books and and really you know took notes and said okay well i can take the concept that i had for Mm -hmm. mrs jones but i'm gonna have to put it into something different and i'm going to have to learn how to really structure a novel so god let me have those years when i did that i took the original premise took throughout all the words i had written restructured that into broken together and that became my, my first novel. And when I was ready for that, I prayed. I said, well, Lord, you know, um, what do you want me, how do you want me to do this? So I did submit it for uh, traditional publishing for a while. And I got really good feedback. Now, this is back in like 2012 era. And so I got good feedback, but I didn't get any publishers willing to take it on. The feedback that I got was, this is really nice that um, I'm enjoying the story, but we're looking for something softer. This isn't quite for our publishing house or, or I get um, we're not quite sure how to position you. You're, you know, the, the, if you see our types of books, you can tell a story. But if you see our types of books, you know, I'm, we're not sure where you would fit in here. And um, as you can imagine, that was a little discouraging. hmm but i went to the lord and i said okay well how do i take the best of that lord and and still do your will and i felt like he was saying okay well take what i gave you because you always want to invest what i gave you because you don't take your your talent and stick it in the ground so i'm not going to let you do that uh, self-publishing became an option and i went ahead with it and said yes we're going to put this out and i'm very happy to say Um, I was very encouraged by what happened because for someone coming out of nowhere with no no fanfare and no publishing house to get sales and to continue to get sales and on Broken Together, I am still seeing sales. Mm -hmm. The book came out five years ago and I'm still seeing money come in on a book. I've heard that that can be a little rare um, that, Mm -hmm. that something's still selling. And I was like, that you know, that's God because he, he said, well, I don't want to, I don't want to say that God gave me an audible voice. I would say impressed in my spirit mm.
0: <laughs> that yeah.
1: I should continue to do what I'm doing, continue to write to his glory and continue to, to
0: put products out as professionally as I could. Wow. And- the rest is, the rest is history. But, you know, as I'm, as I'm thinking about what you shared, Kale, it it's yeah. such a blessing because. You know what I heard from you is that you can be called, but it doesn't mean that there isn't a process mm-hmm. that you don't have to go through. That's that's kind of the first thing that I heard you talk about, right? And right. and sometimes we get that calling, we're like, oh, we're so excited, yeah. And we can see ourselves at the destination, yeah. like I'm here, woo, <laughs> awesome. And and God is saying yes, and, yeah. and there are some steps that have to be taken before you get there. And I think yeah. that's a powerful nugget. For our audience, right? It don't take it that if you've gotten some critical feedback, if things haven't turned out exactly how you thought they would, it doesn't mean the call is not valid. Right. The call is the call. Uh, it's just that often that call also requires an investment of, yeah. of time, yeah, energy, and effort to develop the craft. And, absolutely. and that's, that's what I heard from you. And, I, and when, when you really think about it, Kale, I mean, isn't that what we see in scripture? Like no one yes. just popped up and was where they envisioned themselves being no. like from day one, they all had to go through a process. First, God has to de- just like you know, you as a fiction writer have to develop your character in the story. Yes. God has to develop us yes, so that we can become... <laughs> what he wants us to become. And you've given such some, some great nuggets. Like I actually had to go to the conferences. I had to be be willing to humble myself and to be a student and Absolutely. be willing to learn how to put together stories in a way that would impact um, my audience. So the, number one, I, I heard that. And then even as you learned that and you, you, you went the traditional publishing route and you got great feedback when they told you, hey, I'm not quite sure where to put you. That's kind of, kind of what I heard. Right. And I'm sure that there are some people that are listening to us right now that have experienced that. I was like, well, they, they, they told me they liked it, but they didn't, but they didn't sign me. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you being willing to say, but I know what I heard, you know, I know what God called me to, and I have to stay consistent with that. I have to honor the, the calling that God gave me. So what are my options? And yeah. so that's what led you uh, to the self-publishing route. And then look at how God has, has confirmed that yeah. it was the right decision because yeah, I agree with you five years later, still having sales and, and fiction is not an easy space. It, no, it is not. <laughs> it's very competitive. That's huge.
1: It's, it's very competitive. And um, you guess you, you, you tend to second guess yourself a lot Um, with it because and there are new stories coming out every single day there's new there's trends in publishing you wonder you know should you take what what the this happens to me all the time should I take what I think God has given me to write about and Mm. chuck it to the side in favor of whatever the trends happen Mm, to be that's good Um, Mm -hmm. I tend to not do that because again you know i God is 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 at the forefront and I go with what he impresses in my spirit to, to right now, if I happen to get on trends as a part of what he has for me, that's all good. But I, I don't think I'll ever be the type of person who, who chases trends because I, I, I'm here to have that mission of there's a story that somebody needs to read because they need to read it because they're going through something. One of the most chilling things that ever happened to me, um, about, a year and a half after Broken Together came out as a woman contacted me and she said, I have read this over and over and over and I just wanna know, how did you know what I was going through? Hmm. Did anybody tell you my story? And I said, no, it was not possible, no. And she said, well, she said, I went through this and I this helped me how this novel ended helped me. And I said, mm, that right there. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm writing. Yeah. That's why i to provide some hope. Someone's going to see themselves in these pages. And as a Christian or as someone who is trying to get close to Jesus, that they're thinking there is a different way to, to go. There is, a, there is a different way to handle things. There is a different way to accept things. When I have characters who are dealing with grief, because grief is a part of our lives. No, none of us escape it. We all have relationships. We all have friendships. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I have a book that's all about friendship, jealousy, envy, those types of things. Someone's going to read that and they're going to think, you know, this this was for me. So I write for those men and women who want something clean mm. <laughs> for them, a story for them
0: mm-hmm. to give them hope. I love the way you are so focused on the audience that you are writing for, um, and that can sometimes be difficult because you are you're having to make sacrifices personally, um, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that in, in just a bit. We were talking about it a little earlier to to make these these stories happen, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's ultimately for the person that you are writing for to impact, right? That person that you want to provide hope, so that that. That conversation that we had a little bit earlier about you know you going to the conferences and being humble, you know, one of the things that I find is this entire journey as an author, as an entrepreneur is very humbling, right? Because oh, yeah. what you start to realize is, hey, it's not about you at all. <laughs> no, it is, yeah. You start to this really isn't for me, is it? No,
1: it it is not, not this. I think all all Christian artists, all of us who our artists for the for the Lord we, it all it hits us we mm. that this this is this is a labor of love he's working mm-hmm. through us yeah we just allow our 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 hands to be used by him our heads our hearts to be used by him and and not all of it is it, it can be not all of it has to be serious i would say that Mm -hmm. um because i have drama type stuff but i've written some scenes that were just pure fun they were just fun my opening (laughs) scene of of engaged uh, a couple get engaged i have a a woman running from a drone she knows a part of the she knows a part of the of the of the proposal and that scene was very very funny and i i I like to do fun stuff too and make people laugh and you know christians need to laugh too Mm -hmm. we need to 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 cry and to laugh too. So I'd say that's my ministry. is to
0: sometimes yeah. lighten up. Yeah, no, that's good. And that, that's the ministry too. being able to, to laugh. I, I, I know one of the things that I appreciate is comedy yeah. that can make you laugh. And, and, and these days there's so many uh, comedians out there that have, you know, that relationship with God too, where you can laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. And laugh, you don't have to worry about you know, what's going to be said. And are you you going to feel like some kind of way as you're listening to the joke, but laughter is, is, is medicine for the soul. So you're right. It's a, it's a ministry that allows you to tackle some really serious topics, but also to inject humor, help people to enjoy life and um, look for the rainbows uh, after the rain. So it's really a, a cool journey that, that God has you on. Now, I want to talk a little bit about, um, because you, you talk about in your writing that you want to show the real, the real deal, the real life. Well, let's talk a little bit about the real life of, of an author from your point of view. So this is a hat that you wear, but it's not the only hat that you Very wear. So, cool. so let's talk a little bit, Kay, about you know what are some of the things that you are juggling and, and how do you manage all of this?
1: I am a wife. And I am a mom. And like I also said, I also write um, nonfiction, do nonfiction projects too, um, that I help other authors uh, with what they want to accomplish or help corporate. So to juggle the work side of me and, to, and the personal being the mom and the wife part can get tough. It's really got challenging during um, this pandemic season. Uh, imagine being a, a, a an, an artist, and you you have this forty chapter book that you're planning, and everything gets shut down. Everybody gets sent home. And the main thing a, a novelist needs is quiet and long hours <laughs> of it. But imagine being told, "Yeah, you're you, you're going to have to homeschool your 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 daughter uh, through fifth grade, through sixth grade, through part of seventh, seventh grade," and um, and be her, her, uh, her schooling coach and be responsible for all the other stuff that, you know, for your daughter's recess and her lunchtimes and her breakfast times and trying to find ways for her to see her friends and everything. And I love her dearly, I love her, she is my heart. Uh, but it, what it really meant was in doubling down on my family, the goals I had set for myself writing wise could not uh, be met, often things would slide. And I would be very, very upfront uh, with the people who are looking for my next project and say, "Okay, I've communicated this date. However, I couldn't meet that. And um, that was a growth experience. Just being humble and saying God is first in my life. Uh, My family is second and I, I come after that. So does that affect my projects? Absolutely. Now, then my daughter is back in school. She's no longer virtual schooling. She's going to a very nice uh, uh, Christian school. I want to give a little shout out to the city school. There's a phenomenal school, Philadelphia. And um, I put her on the bus diligently every morning with a little prayer and say, "Bye bye, I'll see you later. And then I'm right back to my house, I'm back in my office, I'm looking at my chart on the wall and it's Mm -hmm. what I'm revising for the day and it's what I'm writing for the day. And I have a a great group of of critiquers uh, who read my stuff as things go out. I'm going back and forth with notes and things that they've given me on on my writing. I really just go right into it. But I have my phone sitting on the side if anything happens with my child or my husband needs something or uh, somebody else needs something. If it's an emergency, i stop what I'm doing because people, are ultimately more important. Mm-hmm. Um, God puts us here for each other. Yeah. That doesn't mean I don't have a responsibility to the projects, and things that I'm writing on. It just means we're here mostly for each other, but when everybody's taken care of and everybody's good back in the office, mm-hmm. sometimes it means being on deadline. Um, this is for those writers out there saying, okay, well, how do I fit things around it? You really don't. You have to say to yourself that, If it means if you have no other time in a day except between 5 a.m. and 7 a.m. to write anything new, it means you're up. It means you get up and you get that coffee and you pray and you go in because you need that silence before everyone else starts moving about in your world. I use the analogy because I'm the get up person, but I know some people who are like, okay, I'm not a morning person. If you're not a morning person, it means after the lights go down in the house, you have your coffee, you have your prayer, and you're setting your time in to write the message that God has given you. However it may be, it could be fiction, could be nonfiction, whatever it is that God wants you to do, you're taking that time to do it because you're serious. And you have to be serious during those moments. When at, when your family is there, then you turn it. It's like, okay, well, I'm not that right now. There's times when I love to go out and dance with my, my daughter. She's a dancer. She takes ballet. She takes modern. Um, she does hip hop. I love being with her. And and I want her to look back on this time. Not that mom shut her out because mm-hmm. mom is trying to build a, um, an audience for, um, for writing. I believe that will come. I believe that God will allow his he he does his word doesn't return void he he will always bring a fruit through when we listen to him Mm -hmm. so I don't mind saying okay well God's gonna work this out and I'm gonna uh turn away sometimes from what I'm doing um as a writer to make sure that my family my friends are taken care of we're here to love each other here to keep each other yeah. Um, that's number
0: one. Yeah, we need that community. Um, and, and you're right, it it is difficult, right? Because you have you know these goals and things that you want to accomplish, and then something will happen that's not in your script or your plan, right. <laughs> and you have to and you have to pivot, you know. And, and yeah. I think the thing that that can help us in those times, and it sounds like you've had that realization, Kia Kale, is you know, this is catching me by surprise, but God is not surprised. God is not. Surprised. This is in His plan. He knew this was going to happen, and so right. just being willing to trust that um, that it's going to work out, even though we don't always understand how it's going to work out. But just you know, trusting that He is who He says He is, that He yeah. is the good Father, and that if this is what is happening, and He's not surprised b- by it, then there is a way that somehow, some way. Yeah, um, this is this is going to work out because you you know you you're just as you are called to be a novelist. Um, you're also called to be a wife and mm-hmm. a mom, and so it's this constant. What I'm hearing from you is this constant rebalancing and yes. constantly managing <laughs> yourself and um, setting boundaries. Like, okay, y- yes, you need to do that, but you also need to do this. So get up KL and, and, yeah. and get in there, get your coffee and, and, and get going. Right. And yeah. so it's a challenging thing at times because you're called in many different directions. Absolutely. But what I think we have to remember is that, that God called us and because he did call us, call us, he's also equipped us to be able to handle it. It doesn't mean though, what I heard from you though, is doesn't mean that it's going to be easy street.
1: No, 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 not at all. Listen, when you when you have to, uh, all right. It takes me back to when I first wrote Broken Together. When I first wrote Broken Together, the book that became Broken Together, my daughter who is now in middle school was, uh, and she wasn't new, newborn, she was about six months old. And what I would do, I would, I, the only space I had in the house was take my laptop downstairs to the dining room, to a corner of the dining room. I would get up, it would be like, 3 45 in the morning. And because I knew I was taking care of baby all day long. So when you got a baby, it's like, oh, there's no such thing as, oh, you, you, you know, you, they're going to go and do anything on their own. You are full-time mom. So the only time I had was between four and six in the morning because she started crying at, <laughs> at six AM. <laughs> I wanted to be up and wanted to be fed. So it was guerrilla tactics. I was like, okay, I'm gonna take this little laptop and go in this corner. And I'm literally gonna sit here with my coffee. I'm keeping one ear out. And I'm gonna, chapter by chapter, I would always know what chapter I was doing for the day. Either I was revising or I was writing or both. And I would listen when I hear the little cry, and that was it. But I would thank God for whatever I had written for that day and just move on and take care of her and take care of everything else. And my other kids have a son who's probably gonna listen to this and say, Mommy didn't mention me. But so now he's grown. Uh, I love him too. He's grown now. <laughs> <laughs> but he's grown, so I don't have to worry about putting him on the school bus. And sadly, I had, I had uh, another daughter, and she sadly passed away a few years ago. So pa- taking care of all of them, it has to be in there, but it has to be first. So if it means for a writer that you have to get up early,
0: yeah, yeah, sometimes it means. You have to get up early. Don't have to make those, You're gonna have to make those, you're going to have to make those sacrifices. And I, I, I feel like, Kale, this is where the rubber hits the road, right? Because lots of people um, say they want to write. Lots of people say they want to be, you know, published authors, all mm-hmm. of this, but it, it's, it's going to take some sacrifices to make it happen. And yes. you're a living witness of that. And then okay. even once you make the decision to write, Mm-hmm. Then there's another set of obstacles that have yeah. to be overcome. And then as you're getting published, like it, this is a, a journey that is full of plot twists oh, and <laughs> all kinds of things that you, you didn't expect, but, but yet you're here. And yeah. I, I hope that those that are listening are encouraged and inspired to keep going in, in spite of because the story that you shared about the woman who read your novel and felt like you someone must have told you yeah. about her her life and her experiences It's it's hard to get something that I can't imagine how much that must have tugged at your heart and how much it still even propels you forward, you know, even though it's been a while since she shared that with you, it is still a huge motivator for you so yes there are sacrifices that have to be made, but this is also a very rewarding journey. Um, as well. And you're, and you're still on a journey. You know, the reason that we got connected is that, you know, you said, Hey, listen, I want to be a part of this opportunity to get in front of other audiences, um, be a part of the tour and uh, to share your story um, both as a writer, but as a a wife and a mom and just how you have learned how to navigate um, the different storms and adversity that you shared. Someone that's listening might be thinking about um, saying yes to the process, but they may also uh, be a little leery of what is all of this going to entail? You know, if, you, if you've if gone through an editing process for a book, you're already Ooh. like, oh gosh, I don't know how much more <laughs> I can take. And this, this does require... Um, Some work to get to a point where we can put you in front of audiences. So I wonder, uh, Kale, what would you say to someone who's who's just thinking about, you know, saying yes to the Christian Authors Network tour? What was the experience like for you? I I would say you want to say
1: yes to the tour because you need your brothers and sisters along (laughs) with you on the journey. I was my experience has been a great one. It's been phenomenal. I was I felt so grateful to have, to have you, Coach Jam, to have the other authors to come with me. Because really, for me, it was an answer to a prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, because as an independent author, I felt like you know I'm, I'm totally alone until one day God kind of tapped, tapped on my shoulder and said, no, you aren't, no, mm-hmm. no, you aren't. Any, if anyone wants to come along um, and be a part of the Christian Authors Network, I would say do it, definitely. We're not meant to be alone um, in any work that we have to do for the Lord. We're not called mm. to be by ourselves in
0: it. That's you so think good. Like you
1: by yourself. No, you're not.
0: Mm. you're not. You know, that's a really uh, great point, Kale, because it can feel lonely at times as an author, especially when you're independent. And and so that's why having a community is so helpful because you can share uh, yes. the, 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 the highs. Um, yes. You can have somebody to pick you up when... Yes. When, when there is a, is a low moment and you're able to be inspired by others that are experiencing success, knowing that if God has done it for them, then he can do it for you too. And you're so right. So if there's someone listening out there and you're thinking, gosh, I'm all all alone in this journey, Kale is reminding you that you're not, that you have an opportunity to be a part of the group. So make sure that you're plugged in uh, with the Facebook community. Um, And if you want help getting your message out to more people, then let's get connected about getting you on the tour. Yes. Now, Kayle, I know that you, you, you've been writing for a while. You've got a lot of great books out there. I want to make sure that our listening audience is able to connect with you, um, to check out your work and follow you. So talk to us about where the audience can go to learn about, learn a little more about you and what you do.
1: Okay. Uh, anyone who wants to take a look at uh, the, the books that God has graced me to have out there can go to www.KLGilchrist, and it is like it sounds, G-I-L-Christ.com. On that website, you'll see all of my books lifted, listed. I have a, another compilation that's coming out in about a week or so. Um, that's going to be on my website But I'm also going to have a special area of my website that talks about publishing secrets. And if you heard this message, you heard me talking about this journey, I want you to go to our website uh, and look for publishing secrets at the very top of the the website and then click on that and it will take you to a download page for a free book. Hmm. My book, Holding On, will be available to you for free. Just download it. And hopefully you uh, you enjoy it. Uh, the description of the book will be on the uh, website, but it's totally a free gift for you just because you uh, listened in today. And um,
0: yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for doing that for our listening audience. You so Publishing Secrets family, make sure that you head on out to Kale Gilchrist's website, that you click on the Publishing Secrets area. You yes. get your free copy of Holding On Kayla is gifted. I, I've had an opportunity, of course, working with her on a tour to read some of her work. And I'm not a fiction reader. I'm oh. a nonfiction <laughs> reader. So I was like, she if she got me, she's good. Uh, she's good because I don't typically read for uh, entertainment. But the stories that you write have a way of gripping the audience and, and bringing people in and, and just that real, real life challenges that your books tackle really, really are helpful. So family, make sure that you head on out to the website, get your copy and make sure that you share this episode too uh, with someone that needs to hear these practical tips about how they can move forward in their journey. Carol, before you go, um, there's someone that's listening to us right now that has heard you talk about um, your ministry and the mission that God has you on. And they want to they want to do the same. Like they, they feel as though they are being called but at the same time, maybe they've had their share of what felt like closed doors. You know, maybe they didn't get picked up by uh, by the publisher. Maybe they got some critical feedback on their manuscript that 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 there's some opportunity to grow as a writer before they're ready for prime time, as you said. What is your number one piece of advice that you would give to someone that's listening to us today, and they're just they're just not sure about how to move forward? I
1: would say. First of all, if God gifted you, answer the call, answer the call. He put a talent inside of you um, that you're not supposed to bury. If you have a problem with a manuscript or somebody who says that your story is not, um, is not ready, I have great news for you. Everything can be fixed through craft. Everything. There is a craft book for every type of writing problem. If you write too much, there's a craft book for you. If you don't write enough, there's a craft book for you. If you have problems with pace, with voice, with character, all that stuff—that's the easiest stuff to solve. The, the technical things are the very easy things to solve. Now, the uh, publishing house, publishing power, getting put out traditionally—that uh, can be a ch- That's a challenge I haven't yet. But the good news is this, God works through all things and anything that he has for you, it really is true. Anything he has for you is for you. Sometimes when it comes to books, it could be nonfiction or fiction. Sometimes you may think you're ready for prime time and you aren't. And it's a humbleness. It's a learning to have humility. But first of all, answer the call. And secondly, know that if if you have a problem with your, your work, it can be fixed. A lot usually and typically a lot faster than you think it can be. And third, accept where you are in the journey and that God is right there on that road with you. So whether you're independent or traditional, He's right there and He's never gonna leave you.
0: So so answer the call. Answer the call. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of Publishing Secrets, where our mission is to inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. If this episode has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, then rate and review. And if you want support in your journey, whether you are a current author or an aspiring author, then join us on Facebook in the Christian Authors Network. Wherever you are in your journey, we have the best next step for you. So join us there and get the support that you need to make the impact that you have been called to make. Until next time, God bless.